Welcome to a special ninth episode in trouble of Born in Trouble. I'm your host, John X. Today we're going to talk about something special. Get y'all out of the mood of this uh, George Foley trial for a second and possibly into some um, advanced biometrics. And when I say advanced biometrics, what we're going to talk about today is cannabis, weed, hemp, the business of it, what's going on. And the way that we got into this was that last week we were talking and the annual day for weed smokers across the world, 420, is coming up next week, exactly seven days from today. So I wanted to get some opinions right now on what it's like or what you guys are thinking in terms of 420. Um, do you believe in cannabis as a useful as a useful tool? Do you believe um, do you believe that it has any type of medical benefits whatsoever? Um, and how do you feel about the business of cannabis? And today I have as my guest. The from the New Jersey tri-state area, Mr. Rob Brooks. What's going on? There you go, Mr. Brooks. Still trying to get my still trying, still waiting to have my first waking day experience. There you go. There you go. Well, you'll have one soon. And also the expert on the Man subject. The expert on the subject, Mr. Gene Hopkins from California. Yay! Hello. <laughs> hey, what's up? What's up? We're here. We're here. The multitasking and we're getting the shit done. That's right. <laughs> Middle of the afternoon. I know I had a rough morning this morning, but you know what? These last two weeks, I don't think I've had anything other than a rough morning. But normally, this is about the time when my day is over anyway, so I'm happy. Um, let's talk cannabis. Let's talk hemp. You know, I don't know if a lot of if a lot of people know, but I'm actually a representative for a cannabis for actually a hemp company, um, and. One of the reasons, one of the ways that I got into it is that I was talking about the ailments that a lot of the women in my home go through, um, weekly things, just a matter of genetics. I don't even know how to attack that one. But um, a friend of mine who was actually in the real estate business actually is very deeply involved into it, and I tried the hemp tinctures and passed them along as well as a couple of other products, and you know, the ladies raved about them whatsoever. I myself have been a um, weed smoker for a number of years. Don't tell the police. Or I do tell them. I'm sure they already know. But, uh, <laughs> and um, I've always been a firm believer in cannabis and the properties of cannabis. Um, one way that I've always used it was that I've, you know, I've always consistently been in the gym for the past, like, uh, 30 years. And I've used cannabis as a recovery tool. I come home, I do my workout, I smoke my blunt, smoke my weed. It allows me to relax and calm down and, you know, all of the properties of the THC, I let it get into my system and work my muscles. And it's always worked for me up until two years ago in COVID and we haven't been working out much. Um, I know, Rob, you've had a similar experience with cannabis, but Gene... You know, you are in the land of cannabis in California. What's it like? Well, hold on one second. Shit. 
So you make it a left hand okay. turn. So you backing no, up, man. I I started my car and I was backing up, but but uh, it, it switched from you know my uh, my headset to uh, the car system. Shit, I don't know how to stop us from doing that shit. You know, uh, but but uh, okay, so. Yeah, so, you know, I'm out here on this gold rush uh, with a lot of people. And what I mean by that is uh, we all understand that uh, there are going to be uh, billions of dollars in revenue legally made in this business. Yes. So, uh, you know, I've been out in California for almost five years now trying to position myself to uh, take advantage of that uh, and you know trying to create uh, different types of opportunities to come along with something that can uh has the potential to boom so that's it i've learned a lot and uh <laughs> you know i just love the plant really uh from an early age uh this this uh this white boy whose name i won't mention <laughs> uh, on the way because because I reached out on Messenger and he didn't and he didn't re- respond so I think he turned into one of them typical uh, dudes from around our way mm. and some of their ways and shit and I just leave it like that so mm. uh, uh, so anyway on the way to Rooting for my Chauvin. fifth grade <laughs> on the way to my fifth grade Regents exam I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was it was called the Regents exam, you know, for for math. Right. Uh, and so I supposedly was advanced at that. I question that these days. <laughs> anyway, I was up, I was on my way to that, and I was nervous, you know. And you know, we were cut pretty wild in in Brentwood in the eighties, and so I knew him and his boys used to be back there burning, you know, on the fucking public on the. School bus, man. Shit, man. Times have changed, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, uh, he, they used to burn in the back, and you know, he was burning that day, and I was like, yo, man, that shit ain't gonna fuck you up for this test. I don't know that he was taking the same test, but you know, the sixth grade shit, they just, you know, you take the bus, and you know, everybody had a different schedules. Right. Um, for their testing and shit. So anyway, he said, yeah, that actually makes me smarter. <laughs> now, I don't know why I was that, that gullible at that age, but, uh, you know, as I get older, I understand that was the case. I was just a gullible motherfucker back then. Did so, you pass uh, or fail? Did you pass or fail? I took, man, yo, man, yo, this shit gets crazy. And this thing, you know, I conjured this lie in my head, been telling me for years, and now I believe it, or it's actually the truth. But these days, I don't know. So anyway, uh, uh, on on this test, man. So I was really gifted in math, but I fucked around in that in that class all that year, and I forgot the name of this dude who was the teacher. But he used to even get out there and run basketball with us and shit. You know, uh, I had a beard and this uh, white guy, so on and so forth. But anyway, he told me because I heard a rumor. He said that if you uh. You pass the regency exam. It doesn't matter if you fail for the year. You, you, they had to pass you for the year, right? right? Yeah. And so, and so, you know, once I heard that, I was like, you know, the light bulb came off because I knew I was on my way to failing. I just didn't want to do the work. It was boring <laughs> in my uh, to me, you know, and, and and it was it was just mundane for 
for my mind at the time. So anyway, uh, uh, I, he said, yeah, no one's ever done that. <laughs> so the reason I was nervous was because me and my sister Jerry had studied all night. She actually was a grade younger than me, but was in the same math that I was in. Right. Uh, so she was advanced, advanced math, which is no wonder she's <laughs> Right. So did you pass the test? So I- Gene? We going to leave it hanging on the answer? All right, he, he don't want to tell us. The, uh, I said I got an 85 on that motherfucker. Oh, that's what's up. That is what's up. And, 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 I, passed, and I passed the whole class, so, you know, it was like, yo, I guess from that day forth, I was, I was good with weed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to cheer you. I'm cheering you on for that. But that's one of the problems with, um, or one of the larger discussions with marijuana um, legalization, it's getting it into, it's it getting into the hands of kids, um, legally. Now we all know that in America, it gets in the hands of kids. You got it in 10th grade. You had it on the back of your bus. We were in the suburbs and I'm sure those, those people that you were sharing that joint with didn't have afros. Am I correct? Would I be correct in saying that? Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, there were some like Jersey Shore type motherfuckers. Rooting for Derek Chauvin right now. Right. Those, yeah. So, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So that covers a couple of different things. It shows that we weren't always at each other's throats. Sometimes we actually used to pass each other um, illicit drugs in, in hopes that we would embarrass ourselves in class. And um, also, uh, it's readily available for everyone. And that's really the story. The most interesting thing about, about the opportunities in cannabis today is that, for example, you know, New York just legalized. And I was looking into the regulations for getting a license. And my understanding is that it's a $200,000, $210,000 fee for the license. Mm. And, you oh, have, yeah. and you must have $500,000 in the bank. Now, oh, co- yeah. considering the conversations that we've had about marijuana and incarceration, um, the number of brothers that are doing time for maybe not for their last offense, but one of their first two offenses might have been as, something as simple as a nickel bag of weed or a smoking marijuana outside of a store, for example, um, put a lot of people away. How are, how are these people supposed to get into this business? You know, you're basically you've taken them, you've taken them out of the business, you've put them in jail, incarcerated them. Now, the records are going to be purged, but, uh, you know, what good is that? You spent 10 years in the jail. At least Time is a, lost already. Yeah, at least a, a part of you is institutionalized. We want to talk about institutionalization with the person that kicked that woman the other day. You know, there's different levels to that. You know, it takes some people a little bit longer to get readjusted and reacclimated to the world. And on the flip side of that, I'm watching a show with these people in Canada because Canada doesn't have the uh, same stick up their butts that the United, the United States has had about this entire issue the entire time. And there are billions of dollars being made. There are literally billion-dollar companies selling marijuana right now. How do we close that gap? Are they going to even attempt to close that gap? You know, this is. I mean, supposedly in a lot of these in a lot of these areas, they're trying to to put provisions in to to save licenses for 
um, as they say, it, communities that have been adversely affected by the war on drugs. But if they're going to put, if they're going to post numbers like that, if the numbers are going to be seven hundred thousand, seven fifty, you know, three quarters of a million dollars up front, mm-hmm. that that cost prohibitive for most of those people. It definitely, most definitely. You know, while is. they're saying that they're trying to do the right thing, at the same time, they're doing they're doing the same capitalistic BS that they always do to exclude people. And what you'll probably see is you'll see a lot of um, figureheads. Um, in minority communities, uh, people that are holding licenses but don't actually hold any power, don't actually hold all of the money, um, don't actually Well, my make thing is as long as, as long as they hold, as long as they have a financial stake and they're able to grow that, like, so on the, you know, I, I've worked in the media and communications industry forever. And so I know a couple of dudes who are um, basically um, figureheads. You know, because mm-hmm. these companies could buy the license cheaper if they had a black CEO or whatever. So I know some dudes who fronted like that. Mm-hmm. And the good thing is that they got enough wealth that they could pass it down and they could change their family future a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, there's going to be some of that. And I'm cool with that as long as they're as long as they're being broken off enough of a piece that, you know what, they're going to be able to, to build wealth and, and help their community in a positive way. Well, unfortunately, that piece is probably all that's going to be available to them. Um, my guesstimation is that this is probably going to break down in the terms of everything else. Um, black people are roughly about 18% or 15% of the population of the United States, somewhere around there. And I predict that we'll probably get about 10% of that business. Um, I know Stoop is doing a lot of things with the, with the uh, weed out there. I'm not sure how that works. What is that called? The K8 gene? What is that term for the marijuana? The legal infused? Uh, what do you mean? The, the, I, I don't. It's uh, the K8. What is that with the number that they're selling online now? Delta 8. Delta 8. Delta 8. You know, it's right in front of my face. I'm yeah. looking at it. Yeah. A lot of people are, mm-hmm. they're getting in on that movement. Um, States are slow, and it's funny because, like anyone that sees this podcast, this is really just a this is just really like a guerrilla podcast that we're throwing up right now. If you do see this, you're going to see the former president of the United States, Barack Obama, as the um, header of this podcast. You know, smoking a doobie, but the feds are be are late to the party. It's still illegal to transfer marijuana from state to state. Um, how do we how do we close this gap? between bureaucracy and common sense? I mean, it's, it's, it's at the point now, we're close to the tipping point because it's going to be legal in so many states and we're going to start to find that, you know, the research is valuable. Um, you know, there's some of the big corporations just trying to get their foothold in the door before they say, okay, no, do what you want. Because, you know, like Bayer a couple of years ago uh, filed a patent for a pill it's essentially, it essentially does what THC does. So they're, you know, the big companies are trying to get their foothold in, and then the government will let it go. Why though? Why are you? Why do you have to put marijuana in a pill? I just don't. That's the concept that I just don't get. Because you sell pills. If that's what you, if you sell pills, then you need to get marijuana in a pill. You try to, you try to corner market share every every way you can. That's crazy. That's what we do here in America. If we, something works. 
to try to figure out a way to, to, to take it and own it so that we can sell it exclusively and make all the money from it. Reverse engineer it for the purpose of um, poisoning people. You know, that essentially that is essentially what it is. Like, you know, America believes heavily in pills. Like, so, you know, my mom is major league anti-drug, you know. Right. But there were studies back when we were in high school that said an anti, anti-anxiety pill would help some students on the SAT. Mm-hmm. So when my brother took the SAT, they gave my brother a half a value mm. to let him, you know, to sort of level him out a little bit. Like, what's the difference between that and giving him, you know, some bomb strain to just take the edge of anxiety off? Yeah, well, what is the difference exactly? Um, There there really is none except, you know, one was quasi-legal because, you know, Valium was legal in the United States with prescription and weed was a Schedule 1. Right. Well, I have a... What's the difference? The drug is a drug, right? No, for the purpose of locking black people up, of course, but, you know, it's, uh, you know, uh, how do you bridge the gap uh, to answer your question? uh, I mean, you know, besides, that's a great fucking question. Uh, You know, it's it's probably a hundred different answers. Somebody, I mean, from people kicking the door in to people, uh, you know, doing it through academics. You know, uh, people doing it through business savvy, through opportunities. You know, it's 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 going to be a lot as far as bridging the gap. But shit, man, I'm gonna tell you, uh, I, I guess, uh, shit, man, I, I guess it's as simple as this. I'm a salesman, so uh, you know, I've got to figure out ways to uh, uh, earn the revenue available. Uh, in an industry that I love. And I think it's going to take a bunch of people kind of going at it like that, or, or salesmen, uh, growers. Uh, we need more black growers. There's only a couple out here. And then, then that gap might, we might get above that 10% you could get, you know? Yeah, because I... I we, 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 need, we need Kamala to start telling stories about all those about all those super dope people she met on the yard who smoked weed who are still ultra, ultra successful anyway. Oh, hell yeah. Yes, you can't. She can't do that because she put niggas in jail, didn't she? Yeah, she did. I mean, yeah, yeah she I did. Mean, so, but so, so, so but I don't know. allowed to evolve. Oh yeah, so I'm just saying she can't do that. When I say she can't, uh, uh, you know, if we're talking politics, even if I sound like I have passion, <laughs> meaning as <laughs> matter of fact, you know, it's just not a good strategy, I think. So I don't think she would be the one to champion something like that, simply because of what her positions have been in the past. But, uh, you know, if he did, that would be great. Uh, I think they all will. I think they all are starting to because here's the reality. shit. The money is fucking lining up faster than, uh, you know, we can strategize about this shit. Especially during COVID. uh, What that means is the demand is being driven uh, to to an unimaginable rate, man. And 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 why that is is what we can have discussions on, but it, it is it is now, and so they have to start getting in front of this. And the way that is is that come on, man, look, look, man, if you figure out our position in the globe and our position on that, it's 
we're, we're, we're ancient, man. And I think, well, ironically, <laughs> we're I'm, fucking third world. Yeah. Well, you know? well I mean, it's, it, but it's not just in this, it's also in like stem cell research and stuff like that. Like we're behind in a lot of areas. Like we love to, we love to brag about American exceptionalism and what have you. But in reality, you know, we do like behind think, our yeah. puritanical ideas and our, 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 our desire to quash a certain portion of population has held us back in a lot of ways. Marijuana is a well, microcosm. The rubber, the rubber weed is. I was going to say marijuana is a microcosm of pretty much every business and industry um, in the United States since 1980. That's been working on a profit model, a for-profit model, in which um, advances. Whereas before, you go back to the 40s, 50s, there were races. There were um, races, the race to get into the, to space, the race to be the first to country to do X, Y, or Z. That was what determined and what gave America its identity. Those races have been long won or lost, you know, but we're actually the guy that won, got to the finish line, laid down, and everything said, come here, honey, bring me a piece of pie and everything. And we relaxed on our journeys and on, our, on what we won, on what we had our laurels, that's the word I was looking for, laurels. Whereas everyone else has continued to move forward with their thinking and with their with their movements. And marijuana is just like another part of that. It's very interesting when you're talking about marijuana and hemp in the United States because a lot of people don't realize what initially led to the banning of hemp specifically before marijuana even became a thing. Hemp was something that was used to manufacture paper, to build houses, to um, do pretty much everything because hemp is like a miracle product. It can be grown anywhere. I can walk out in my yard right now and drop some hemp seeds and it may not be a great grade of hemp, but it's going to it's going to yield. And when it does, I can take that hemp and I can turn it into a myriad of products. And the business model is what stopped hemp initially because the lumber companies, the steel companies, the oil companies, all of these big businesses didn't want this cheap, low-cost alternative out there in the market to compete with these more with these businesses and that they were trying to build. So hence, once those things were established, once their companies were established, anytime you get a push to change that, people start worrying about it going backwards because the initial reason why they banned hemp is still true. You still can make clothing out of it. You still can make houses out of it. You still can do all these things with it. It's really a miracle product and everything. So I'm not, I'm not, and then going back even further, you know, um, going back to what you said about Kamala and everything. This is what really worries me about that situation. We all know she wants to be president, right? Can we agree that she wants to be president? Of course. Okay. Her party has a history of doing one thing, and that's pandering to the other side. The other side is never going to vote for them. Never going to vote for them. Not unless Donald Trump is up there. That's the only time you're going to see a massive exodus of people from a party voting for someone else just because that person is so disgusting that it just turns their stomachs and they realize their just moral compass can't allow them to vote for them. But cannabis is a hot-button topic. 
you know, she has put a lot of people in jail, a lot of law enforcement people. And they made their careers off of busting people with marijuana over marijuana bust. So I don't see it as being something that, even though it makes perfect sense, at the same time for the Democrats up top, for them it doesn't. So I'm not so sure they're gonna that they're going to give the give us that federal mandate that's necessary in order to open up the business. Yeah, I think it's coming. I think I think that yeah, there's, I think there's, it is borderline too much pressure now. Well, here is here, here's an example of uh, how I see it. Right now, if you're a black person or any person and you want to start a beer company, it ain't hard to do. To start the company, you ain't gonna sell shit because they got all that on lock unless you make some special shit, an IPA or some shit like that. They got so it's coming. Opportunity for everybody is coming. Uh, uh, well, the the ability for everybody to position themselves how they see in their head legally or whatever is coming. But uh, you know, the opportunity. I don't know how much opportunity to be behind that. And so you know, I think this is uh, something where the money will win. And in, in, in a capitalistic society, the money's gonna win until people change their way of thinking and. Uh, you know, they could pretty much lock this industry up and, 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 you know, within five or 10 years. I think they're already in that process. You know, I'd be, anybody who doesn't believe that they are, it's, it's foolish. They don't know how we operate in the country. Right. Well, that's the other, well, that's the other, that's the other downside to it because the corporations are the ones that are going to lock it up. And we all know how altruistic they are with everything. So um, we're basically looking at fucking ourselves again. I can't even compre- I can't even comprehend how this happens. I have a, I have many issues with my libertarian like cohorts online. You know when I talk with them, but one thing that they're not wrong about is that there's a little bit too much legislation when it comes to certain things, and this is one of those things that there's well too much legislation with because. You know, prohibition didn't go through this. Prohibition, hell, we can, there's an end to prohibition. So much so that three generations of people have have grown up without even knowing what that's like. You know, marijuana has been going, that hemp ban has been going on since the 1800s, early 1900s. There's a very good reason. There's. I think that we're underestimating a lot of these people. And once we get it, once we get hemp, it's still not going to be used to its best, to its best um, attributes, to its best, to its most quality, to the most quality way you could use it. And I say hemp more than I say cannabis because, like, you know, I love cannabis without a question. I love marijuana, you know, but hemp is such a great product, and I know what it's, I know what it does, and I know the the medical, the medical possibilities for CBDs and CBGs. Um, I work with a group in Atlanta um, who are working with vets, helping them with PTSD. Um, and what this guy was doing is he's teaching them how to farm hemp and how to grow it and how to manufacture it and give them a, something different to do rather than commit suicide. It's very important. you know. And even he, you know, this person, he went through a, through a ton of bureaucracy and red tape. 
you know, and this is for a group of people that everyone in America supposedly loves veterans. You want to stop the veterans from killing themselves, give them a reason not to kill themselves. And he came up with the answer, which was like, hemp. You know, so of course, you know, you reach out to me, I'm going to help with that. But America is not ready for it. It's still like acting like they're not ready for it. And when they are ready for it, it's going to be like, you know, the hot rapper who sounds like um, the hot rapper who sounds like um, anybody back in the day, say Quavo, you know, may make a better, maybe makes better music than him. And the record label signs him and they put him on the shelf because they don't want to fuck with what's already going on. That's the way we do yeah. business in America. So that's what, that's what I want to get past. This is it. This pro- these products are great. I mean, Rob, you you had your cancer. You had cancer at one point, correct? Yeah, man. And, and that's that's when I was reintroduced to the plant because I, you know, I've I've had a couple surgeries in my life, and you know, I've done the opioids afterwards, and they just never made me feel real good. And you know, at the time that I that I had to go through this other surgery. Um, you know, we knew more about it and I, I just made the conscious decision. Like, you know what, I'm going to go a different, I'm going to go an alternative route. I'm going to try, I'm going to check out some weed for the pain relief instead of doing the opioids. And it was eye opening, man. Cause I mean, one, you know, it worked without, you know, I didn't have to take, you know, when you take the opioids, they give you this other pill that you got to take, you know, to keep your stool soft and stuff. I mean, it's just, like, yo, there's no side effects to this. Just smoke it. Pain goes away. You get a nice nap. Wake up in the morning. You know, go go on about your way recovering. And then, you know, through that process, you know, after the the two weeks of recovery, when I was dabbling with it, I was like, oh, there's some other benefits to this. Yes. And so I started looking to a little bit more. Uh, you know, in my travels, I get to go to some states where it's legal. So I would, you know, go to the dispensaries and talk to some folks. And you know, I got I got a lot of friends who've had. You know, one my one buddy, we walk in this dispensary, and there's a group of us. You know, they handle you all together. So like, he's he's like, who's first? I'm like, you're up first. And he's like, well, what kind of pain? He's like, I'm looking for something for pain. The guy's like, what kind of pain? He goes, twenty three surgeries worth of pain. <laughs> <laughs> and but but here's a dude who I mean, he seriously struggles uh, to walk up and down a flight of steps. But when he takes when he regularly takes his gummies, or whatever, he plays golf every day. His his hands aren't killing him. His knees are fine. Like it eliminates all those things that he has a problem with and he doesn't have to take all those meds that then come with side effects in the attempt to get rid of those, those uh, issues. So I'm, I'm a firm believer in it. It's definitely not a bad yeah, thing. Man. You know, I, I've seen it work for dudes and, you know, uh, one of my favorite memes these days is if you put five alcoholics in a room, you put five drunks in a room, there's a good chance you're going to have a fight. If you put five stoners in a room, they're going to start a band. Like the energy is completely different when people are smoking. Um, right. So, yeah. Which, which me, which, which, which one of the things I hate is it, it really is in, in most cases a false comparison, you know, or uh, it just doesn't compare. But people try to make it compare as some type of addictive substance like alcohol. But man, look, man, the root, when you get high, man, they never call you intoxicated. Because the root word of intoxicated is toxic, poison. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a completely different, it, they even call them shit spirits. Because the motherfuckers could be evil. 
<laughs> exactly. So, and you know, we know we know a lot of people who took evil spirits when they drank it. You dropped the bomb on that yeah. one. You dropped the bomb on that yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's it. That was, that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was raining in New York. Yeah, that was not raining in New York. And I know it never rains yeah, so, in Southern California. So. <laughs> oh yeah, but it's cloudy. Look, it's cloudy as fuck today, and I'm gonna tell you something. So I took some Delta Eight gummies today, right? Okay. And I took what would be equivalent to like uh, 50 mils, mls, right? Which mm-hmm. is heavy because they say in the medical medical world, the dose is 10. Okay. And so, uh, but I have a high tolerance, admittedly. And so I took them. Yo, man, these motherfuckers got me fresh high. I'm talking about like you know what. <laughs> But it's a nice one. It's different from the Delta 9, actually. It's almost yeah. like the way I would compare it is, it's just more like a sativa where the Delta 9 is an indica. It must be nice to live in California where you can just pretty much walk out your door and, you know, go to any place. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and I burn everywhere, too, man. Motherfuckers don't like it. A lot of people still don't like it, you know, uh, but a lot of people don't. A lot of people are, are, are not bothered at all by it out here. You know, but, uh, you know, I lived in Atlanta for some years, and I'm telling you, man, shit, I know how the world outside of Cali is, and it's just a disaster. Unless it's, I mean, but it's slowly changing, but it's, it, it, you know, uh, but in California, yeah, man, it, it is nice, X. Well, it must be. The shit is nice. It is nice. Well, I mean, listen. <laughs> I'll tell you what. One of, one of my favorite spots when I'm in San Diego, mm-hmm. um, there's this place uh, sort of adjacent to downtown that does happy hour. But it's 8 to 10 in the morning. When they open up, they do happy hour first thing in the morning, 8 to 10. And so when you're on the East Coast schedule, you're up anyway. Like 8 o'clock in the morning out there, you know, it's 11 in the East. So even if you're trying to sleep in, you can't sleep in that late. Mm -hmm. Uh, At least I can. So I get happy hour every day when I'm out there. Just just so I can sample something new. You get 20% off. You know, I'm like, so let me check that out right there. I've never had that one right there. And I'm just sitting out there like experimenting. Like, okay. This is supposed to be X. Let me see how this feels, and just working my way through it. Right. Well, I mean, we have to be yeah. honest. Marijuana, marijuana, and marijuana products aren't for everyone. You know, um, yeah. we could say that. You know, we could say it's a lot different than alcohol because it is. You know, alcohol. It, it, it's just a dumbass response. Alcohol gives you. But a I mean, besides response. besides oxygen, what is for everybody? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that exactly. You know, we're not, I'm not trying, but I just want people to know, I'm not trying to force them into thinking a certain way, like, you should be doing this. You know, well, you shouldn't be doing your hands around anybody's neck. You no. You ain't forcing them. No, you know, and Grant, like, you yeah, know, Grant no. opted out of the show, you know, because mm-hmm. Grant doesn't, he doesn't partake, he doesn't Very smoke, busy. he doesn't drink. Go ahead. You know what, though, he know, he know, he has experience, not with uh, he has experience, social experience with it, and he have and and as we were talking, I was thinking he miss he probably misunderstood, uh, or he probably didn't realize all of the talking points when it comes to this. Yeah, and because I mean, I know that he, you know, he he can give uh, talking points from his experience, you know, uh, on the job for for decades. He can give talking points from his experience just with family members. Yeah, for decades, but you know, and, and uh, you know, uh, and all these other experiences at Howard or this and that. I mean, he has experiences, but you know, uh, uh, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, you know, Grant just doesn't. He doesn't 
a burn or anything. I don't know about edibles. He might try that. I I doubt that. I can't see. I can't see Grant well, doing anything. With his, with his job, that. he probably can't. Oh yeah, that's with his right. Job, he probably right. can't. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I can and I can definitely so, respect that. And really, I mean, I've, it would have been good to have him in on this conversation because. Really, my focus and what's been going through my mind for the past 24 hours has been really this business, the business aspect of it. You know, the fact that they're allowing that they're allowing or they're giving preferential treatment is one thing. Um, the fact that they're setting the bar so high is something completely and totally different. Um, $500,000 in the bank, $200,000 I mean, listen. Even if you're if you're if you're selling in the best spot out in Brooklyn, you're selling in the next spot in Brooklyn. You ain't got seven hundred thousand lying around, seven hundred ten thousand dollars lying around, and you really should be at the forefront of that business because you've been serving people hand to hand for God knows how long, you know. And I just don't think that that's fair or that's right. I don't see how that can possibly be right. Someone like me who specializes in um, doing things on the internet, you know, I have my own. I have my own problems with getting um, exchanges set up. The United States, no banks in the in the United States of America will process anything that goes through the that has anything to do with hemp or marijuana. The products they just don't. So you have to set up a Canadian exchange. That is troublesome sometimes. Well, that's also part of the reason why the second biggest industry in Colorado after marijuana is security. Yeah. Because these people are stuck with cash on hand. Yeah. Yeah. It's a robbery. They can't put it in the the federal banking system because they're worried that, you know, the feds will change their mind and seize their money. Don't let a bunch of people from Boylestown move there. They'll have a problem. All those bank robbers in Boston. Mm. They'd have some, mis- they'd yeah, have some issues. Yeah, movies. Huh? Yeah, they you know, it'll, 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 huh? it'll change. It'll change, and when it changes, it'll be in nanoseconds, you know, compared, I, I, I mean, just uh, exaggerating, but it'll change really quickly, I believe. I believe well, that. Uh, you know, you know, I know a dude who used to work in the, uh, the sheriff's department around this way, and so you, you guys know what the livestock program is. No, you know where they when you know if you if you get pulled over whatever there's some offense and the police can take your car. Okay. Um. But so he was in he was in this area when they were looking to bring that they had started that program in Maryland and so now they're gonna bring it up here. So they're discussing it at the council level. Everything stops. They table the discussion. Why did they table the discussion? Because the councilors run out now and they're getting together with people, get, building the infrastructure. So that when this livestock program comes in, they're benefiting from it. So they're buying tow yards, yeah, they're right. tow companies, and that's what's going on yeah. right now. Like these people are setting themselves up; they're getting their business set up. Yeah. So that when this comes in, they're yes. first in line. Yes. Yeah, I'm telling you because I mean it's good. it's a money grab. What I've learned out here in California is though, this is these, these yo, uh, uh, oh uncle, uncle is. Is like the biggest motherfucking uh, pimp I know, man. As far as getting their money, as far as getting their money, because yo, know, I know real, I know people 
in Northern California, I know a guy and, and spoke with him and his wife or fiance, whatever she is, several times. And they have a huge, legit farm. Mm-hmm. And he told and he told me out of his mouth, the motherfuckers is operating at an L for a couple years because every fucking what did he he told me every hundred dollars that he makes right, mm-hmm. he's he's down to like uh, four dollars or some shit like that because of the 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 regulations. What he's doing and what people are doing from his mouth is they're surviving. Until, uh, because they know something obviously, or, or or believe something that others don't, and and uh, you know those regulations working out to their favor somehow, and then they're in the biggest positions that they can be in. So, uh, what it I say all that to say what it sounds like to me. The, the protocol is probably in every state is as it opens up and gets more and more like California. That uh, Uncle Sam is going to be taxed in the shit out these motherfuckers as they get started. They are going to they too. They too are are are, uh, are taking advantage of the uh, uh, basically, you know, for lack of better terms, gray areas. Well, all you really have and to so do. It, go ahead. Go ahead. No, so what I'm learning. So, so if, if California is a microcosm of things that happen everywhere. Then yeah, these these people even know that. I mean, these, that's what I'm saying. There's long bread getting in positions right now, and this is a money game, and you have to have the money. But not only have the money, you know, it's going to be a lot of people that lose money because, uh, you know, one of the other beautiful things I learned about this is, yo, man, uh, a crop is like a motherfucking uh, uh, restaurant. Yo, it's only going to be as good as the chef, and you that's better have truth. a banging ass motherfucking chef. That's and they, and you know, everybody can't have all the great chefs, you know. Uh, and so, uh, th- that might be one of the things that is that's challenging them about the industry and getting a hold of it is, is because, you know, uh, it has the potential for the, uh, what do they call the, uh, you know, the niche beers to take over. Uh, because, you know, any, because anybody can become that artist and, 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 and create that. And so if you have, you know, thousands of people creating something, that's a market within itself and that's not that's uncontrollable. I think what I'm I think what I what my hope is for this business is that um even though these things are they're all positive in different ways, I really hope somebody game stops this shit. Really. Because um like you said, if you don't have a good chef you know, the reason why you don't have a good chef is because you're not invested in it. You're not a grower. You're not a third or fourth generation grower. You haven't taken, it's sort of like, you know, a moonshiner. You know, you don't go right. to a moonshiner and ask them, what's your recipe? How do you make that right. mash good? You know, but these, this right. is what they're doing. And then what they will do is if they don't get that fire, they don't produce that fire, they're, they're already in with the FDA. So they'll just throw some chemical in there and make that chemical even make that put that chemical in there and make it um make it work for you. So now you're not even smoking weed. Like my big problem with Delta eight and Delta nine is that, you know, from the process of it, it's not really it's like I don't understand why you have to take apart weed to put it back together. Just to make it legal. No, to, well Well, 
I don't clearly get you because uh, how that relates to Delta Eight and Delta Nine. The question. Okay. What I see, I'm not that educated on Delta Nine. Like, what is the process? What makes Delta Nine? Delta Nine. Okay, so so Delta Nine and Delta Eight are simply one of many, uh, cam uh, one of several cannabinoids in uh uh the either plant. So Delta Eight is from the hemp plant. Delta Nine is from the marijuana plant. But that that cannabinoid is the THC. Okay. Uh, so hemp produces uh, a very small percentage of it uh, included in its crop, whereas uh, marijuana can be, you know, uh, ten times the percentage, uh, you know, of the three percent hemp percentage or whatever, you know. And so mm-hmm. and so, but 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 they're both components or cannabinoids from uh, each of the plants. The and that is the the main uh, psychedelic, the THC. Uh, uh, cannabinoid, but the thing is, is you know, CBD is another cannabinoid, you know, and mm-hmm. so, uh, and so, and, but there are other ones that they don't talk about that have value. Yes. So, you know, we're just starting to to dissect the value, or, or to even get into the value point of weed, and, and I'm just starting to and continuing to, uh, and and I've been over here playing around. Uh, and learning about it for four or five years now, so so it it it's uh but but yeah that's what that is. So the delta A just refers to hemp form of THC, and the delta nine refers to, as I understand it now, you know, and and, and, I, and I and I have a whole lot more to learn. So you know, well we're we're listens to this. I think everybody in I think everybody in the cannabis hemp sphere, except for a few guys, um, and even them. They, no one can give you a total picture of what's going on and um, of, of everything. I've heard of CBGs, CBDs, um, the Delta 8, the Delta 9, um, all these different extractions that they use. Um, I've got a friend that he'll talk your ear off about it. I really want to get him on the show to um, talk about the, the usage of hemp and how they use it. But... I, mm-hmm. I just really have a, I just have a real, I think that I'm having more and more of a problem with it once I look at the figures. Like, in order for me to do something in New York State or New Jersey, like, you know, I'm pretty well connected. I know enough people where I can get things done. You know, that I do know. Um, the money, though, you know, I could probably even, you know, scrape up the money through a couple of different sources. But what what bothers me is that, and this is what makes me different, is that what about everybody else that really wants to get in this business that have served time? I've never done any time for, for like marijuana, and I think it's real shitty that a lot of these people are really taking advantage of it. I I just think I just don't like it. I don't like it. But at least I'm man enough to admit that it's not necessarily a problem with anything other than the fact that I'm unhappy with that. I'm unhappy with that aspect. I'm ha- I'm unhappy with the aspect that all these brothers, once again, all these brothers and sisters have spent their entire lives, lost their families, lost all these different things, these connections and all these things. And now somebody else comes in and they scoop it up and they, you know, post a picture on Instagram, you know, great for marijuana. I don't have a problem with somebody like Snoop getting in it. I don't have a problem with someone like Biggie's son getting in it. You know, these are people part of the culture, you know, of marijuana. Mike Tyson. 
Mike more Tyson. basketball players than you can imagine. There's a lot of people for, and listen, for every snoop. There's a hundred snoops that you don't know about. Exactly. And I don't even have a problem with like potheads, white boy potheads getting into the business. That's where the Earth business master. should be. That's where it should be. It shouldn't be with these corporate dudes. It shouldn't be with all this bureaucracy going on. All these guys should not be the ones that are getting ready to slice up this pie. They already but that's have. America. Yeah, but you know, and 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 uh, uh, I guess just to be uh, specific, we're talking about two different issues, but uh, with the solution being uh, let's combine them since uh, since you know they're both uh, relative, I guess. Uh, so the one issue is is that marijuana was used as a tool uh, to put, uh, you know, uh, a lot of minorities behind bars and shit, right? It was used as a tool for that. Uh, and then there's only a percentage of those people uh, that, that got locked up or whatever that were, uh, you know, strictly in the business of marijuana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and let's just say, you know, they weren't just, overall opportunities, hustlers, and this and that, that it, it, it could have been TV, you know, that they was buying and selling shit, you know. So, so, and then those people, of course, you say, okay, yeah, they have the uh, the best case for, uh, you know, a, a position or an opportunity at a stronghold in the business, you know, which, right. of course, uh, uh, translates to revenue. So, yeah, you say that, and then, you have people that, you know, that got nabbed, you know, because it was used as a tool, uh, you know, they're in line too, I guess, you know, they have a, a, a legitimate case. Of, well, look, you know, shit. I mean, I, I caught some part of the heat from the shit. Uh, and, you know, now, you know, this is like a, a, a reparation, if you would, you know, for those exactly. folks, right? Exactly. Uh, and then you have what it is, it's just another fucking business in a world of thousands of businesses uh you know that that uh that was used for you know what i just said so so uh you know yeah maybe we should maybe we could i i, I like the idea of that i mean I, I heard somebody say that uh you know they should just give the industry uh to black folks as uh you know part of a reparations package i, think that I like should. that idea you know i think that they and, should and, and, but you know, but, you know, that's, you know, the reality on all this is this, you know, yeah, uh, America ain't in no, ain't willing, and then, you know, 70-something million people voted for Trump, which tells me that ain't nobody thinking about no motherfucking uh, reparations in, in a hardcore way in this country uh, uh, at this point. And so the reality is it's another business that they're going to all go after, revenue, and they're not going to care about that other shit. Because the reality is there's going to be more white people smoking weed than black people. So, you know, they already are. Uh, they're going to justify, you know, positions that way. And so, my, man, my, my advice to black people, and I tell people, black people this all the time, and I will continue to do it because the spark is in me. Look, man, there's billions in this industry. Uh, we, we chase all types of fucking professions to try to get money. Uh, uh, we know we flipped the fucking definitions of prestige and everything around that uh, when it comes to social things uh, these days. And, and and we we understand truths about history and stuff like that. Oh, shit, man. 
I, I would advise people to start specializing at an early age in this industry, same as they would them other fucking industries that are going to, you know, provide a lot of opportunity, you know, as far as revenue. And so they're going to have to go and get it, though. Shit. Ain't nobody getting nobody. Shit. Yep. And that's the American way. Nobody gives anybody shit. That's just a simple <laughs> reality. Yo, listen, we're going to wrap. There's a decent, um, there's a decent uh, documentary on Netflix mm-hmm. called Grass is Greener by Five Five Freddy. Mm-hmm. You know, for people who want to sort of see what, how the policies and who, some of the people who are behind these policies, how, how we got to where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, Grass is Greener does a, does a decent job in, a, you know, in an hour and a half of explaining some of, you know, going back to the days of Prohibition, uh, talking about Nixon and all that stuff. So, Well, we're going to pick this yeah. conversation up again at another time because this is something that is uh, continually changing, consistently evolving, um, and, you know, hopefully we can figure out ways that we can get more people involved in this business. Well, I'm going to do my part right now by going out onto my balcony and allowing my neighbors to smell what some fresh cut grass smells like. I feel hey, like you're hey, there you go. There you go. There you go. And we're going to get ready and wrap this one up. I just got a stock tip as I was speaking to you guys. So I got to get over to the bank and put some money in the bank so I can. Uh, oh, the capitalist in action. Yeah, you know what? I'm oh, I'm mad cool. about I'm mad about y'all investing in uh, marijuana, but guess what? I'm gonna invest in everything else. You know, there but you what go. it comes down to, what it comes down to, is that I don't make the rules; I just have to play by them. And laws are not right. always moral, and they're you know the law. It was once legal to own slaves. Laws are not always moral or right or just, but you have to play with the cards that you're um, dealt, and you've got to deal with the atmosphere that you are in. And on that note, I'm going to like, thank you gentlemen for even showing up this afternoon. Mr. Robert Brooks. What up? What up? And especially all the, with all the um, things that you contributed to the conversation, Mr. Gene Hopkins. Gene. Word up. Oh, like Grant would say, "What up, though? What up, though? What up, though? What up, though? So, what up, though? you know, thanks a lot for showing up for this for this uh, Gorilla Podcast and helping me get this off my off of my chest. Born in trouble, Gorilla Podcast. Obama's on the cover. Check it out. We'll be back on Friday. Talk to you fellas later. Peace. Peace.